Hazard Audio. The MVP race is on and the NBA will be going over the NCAA March Madness and all the brackets, the upsets, the good games, the general recaps. We've got the Big 12 flopping and the Texan elimination. And of course, in the NFL, we have Roethlisberger's massive contract, Tim Tebow, and Chris Borland's early retirement. It's all here on Sports Appeal. Recorded live at the Launchpad Studios in Chicago, Sports Appeal. This is going to be a home run. I just know it. Because I can see into the future. With your hosts, Steve Gross and Matt Axelrod. Play ball. Yeah, welcome to the show. It is Sports Appeal. We have our hosts, Matt Axelrod. Steve Gross is out, so we've got Matt Yost filling in for him. We are here every week, right here on Podbean.com. Available on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe so that you can get updated automatically with each and every new episode. We're also on Rivet News Radio app, the SportsMecca.com, the Stitcher Radio app, WGT Radio. So many ways to get to us. You have no excuse not to, so get to it. We're here right now. You can also tweet to us at the Sports Appeal. And all our music is provided by Full Service, our studio band. All their music is on iTunes or Spotify or their YouTube music channel. Just search for Full Service Music. We are produced by myself, I'm Johnny Five, powered by Hazard Audio, and we've got a great show for you this week. We've got our NBA MVP race, the Tweet Zone is on deck, MLB Fantasy Baseball. Matt Yost is going to give us the inside scoop on everything you need to know for fantasy baseball, so stick around for our second segment. In the end, of course, we've got Sports Madness, and we'll be talking the NFL as well. But to start us off, we've got NCAA March Madness. How's your bracket looking? Any big upsets yet? Uh, No, buddy. My bracket is fucked. My bracket is just down the drain. We had huge upsets this weekend that I did not look for. UAB taking down ISU, and then my favorite game of the week was the Georgia State game against Baylor. I love the story, the father-son combination, Coach Ron Hunter falling off his chair as his son hits the game-winning shot. It's perfect. Yeah, that's some great TV right there. You know what's not great, though, is I had Baylor going to my Elite Eight, so I am not too happy about the outcome of that game. I also had Iowa State, and a lot of people at Iowa State advancing. I had them going to the Sweet 16, so that's not making me look too good either right now. I mean, the one upset that I did get right is UCLA coming out ahead over SMU. And really, I think that's the way the weekend went. Like, every single Texas team lost this weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, how many Texas teams? And usually there's some pretty good basketball coming out of Texas. Baylor for one, but that's just the start. UTEP got eliminated. Texas is out of the tournament now, all of their schools. Texas, UT, Texas had a tough draw, though. They took Butler in the first round, and Butler's a really good team. So I wasn't too shocked about that one. You're right. I mean, all the Texas schools are down. And how about the rest of the Big 12? The Big 12 only has one team left in the tournament. Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, Big 12 was coming into this looking like the best conference in basketball, and now they're all gone. What happened there? That really shows just how overrated the Big 12 is. I think if you're looking at all of the conferences in basketball, the ACC is still the dominant conference, and they showed you why this weekend. You want to tell us a little more about that? Yeah, I mean, all the ACC teams advance. You got Maryland advancing, you got UNC advancing, Duke advancing, Notre Dame surviving a uh, big upset attempt from Northeastern. What was your favorite game of the first round? My favorite game of the first round, by far, the Georgia State game. Like I said, I just love seeing that kind of story. That's what makes sports so appealing is that emotional tie that people get in the games. I have to go with the Ohio State VCU game. I'm not particularly a fan of either of those teams, but I was watching that game just the back and forth. Ohio State, when I had turned it on, was down by 7 or 8. They managed to come back, tie it up. 
and then through an exciting overtime managed to take the lead and complete the upset. Let's move right along to the NBA, specifically the MVP race. Who's your MVP, Matt? My, that's a really tough question. I, I probably have to go with Russell Westbrook after his recent string of incredible games. But this MVP race is wide open. The other contenders I have are Anthony Davis, James Harden, LeBron James, Chris Paul, and Steph Curry. Uh, who do you think is going to win it? I think it's got to be James Harden. I think if you look around, if you look at if you look at what Russell Westbrook is doing, of course he's going to have high points per game. There's no more Kevin Durant there. James Harden has less talent to work with in Houston than some of the other top teams in the West, and he's getting it done, and he's doing it in style. I mean, he goes out and he throws down 40-point games, 45, 50-point games, week in and week out. And he's up there, you know, he's .7 points behind Russell Westbrook right. to lead the league in scoring. Now, Russell Westbrook is also putting up monster scoring games like that, and yet he's also averaging more assists per game than James Harden, and he's even averaging more rebounds per game than James Harden, despite being smaller. So I think just in terms of the, the total impact on the game, I have to go with Russell Westbrook. I think our disagreement comes from where we stand on what MVP means. I think you might look at it more as like an overall player award, but if I'm looking at best player on a team that has a shot to win a championship, I think it has to be James Harden. That's a fair point, and that's, I guess, the reason why Anthony Davis, despite his statistically incredible season, is not really a contender because his team just isn't doing that well. Now, another guy that really isn't getting any buzz for the MVP this year is LeBron James, who is not putting up quite the same kind of stellar season as always, but statistically he's right in line with all the other guys we're talking about. His team is doing great. They've been winning almost everything since they picked up Timofey Mozgov. He should still be getting consideration. I still think there's kind of a lot of voter fatigue with LeBron James, and then he's not playing up to his normal high standard. Yeah, he's also not playing a lot of games. I mean, he's missed, I think, 13 games already this season, and he's about to take off the next week or so dealing with a, a small inger- or lingering injury. Yep, that, that's absolutely true. And then another guy flying under the radar is Chris Paul. Doesn't seem to be getting any any real talk from the national sports media for the MVP consideration, but he's putting up 18 points and 10 assists a game, not to mention five rebounds. He's your prototypical point guard. I love Chris Paul. I mean, anytime you dish out 10 assists per game, yeah, his scoring numbers aren't up there with the rest of the leading guys, but that's not what he sees his job as doing. He's there to feed the ball to the scoring guys on that team, and, and he's getting it done. And I think that's one of the things that... It, for whatever reason, works against him, too, because there are other guys on his team that are scoring the ball well. So that detracts from his appeal. He's not having to carry the team. You've got Blake Griffin, who, granted, has missed some time, and some other really good players on that team. And point guards in general just get overlooked for MVP every year, unless you're that Russell Westbrook-type player where you're also scoring 25 points a game. Yeah, definitely. All righty, that's all the time we have for this segment. We're going to take it to a quick break right now. After the break, we'll be talking fantasy baseball, and, of course, we'll be digging into your tweets on the Tweet Zone. Hey, guys, it's Steve here. I know a lot of you have been wanting to try out DraftKings.com. Now is the perfect chance to do that. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments. You just play whenever you want, pick your sport, draft your team, It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, welcome back. This is Sports Appeal. My name is Johnny Five, producer of the show, and in studio we've got both Matts. That's Matt Axelrod, and filling in for Steve Gross, who is out this week, Matt Yost, who's our main guru, who's going to be giving us the full scoop on everything for fantasy baseball. That'll be coming up in just a second. But just to remind you, you can find us every week on Podbean.com. Search for Sports Appeal, and we're on iTunes as well. Search for Sports Appeal there. iTunes is very cool. You can just subscribe, and we're updated automatically on there. Also on Rivet News Radio, the fine folks at SportsMecca.com have us wgt radio the stitcher app we've got a lot of ways for you to get at us but one of the crucial ways for you to get to us is by tweeting at the sports appeal do that and find yourself not only interacting with the hosts but also on the tweet zone tweet zone hit the tweets all righty we've got the tweet zone right here right now our first tweet is coming from us at hops the pug who has what it takes to knock off kentucky I got a real short answer to that one. Nobody. I got to disagree strongly. I think Arizona has the chops to take down Kentucky. You look at Arizona's schedule this season, they have major wins. They've beat San Diego State. They beat Gonzaga. They beat Utah twice. These are tournament teams and tournament teams that are advancing. If anybody on that side of the bracket can take down Kentucky, it's Arizona. Maybe. I still got to say, Kentucky has yet to lose. They have so much depth. They have so much talent on that roster. Like Steve was saying last week, they rest their starters and send in a whole new wave of starter caliber players. Yeah, that's true, but Kentucky's also not tested. I mean, they play in the SEC, and that's just not a big-time basketball conference. That's true. They still, they've still they shown what it takes to win, and even when they've gotten down and been down late, they still have what it takes to come back and take over games and win. I just don't see losing in this team. I had bet against them. I thought they were going to finish the season with at least one loss, and I was wrong, and they've convinced me. I think that they're going to keep winning and go all the way this year. I think if they survive Arizona, I think Villanova can take them down. I I think Duke can take them down. You're just going to see one of these teams from a conference that actually plays basketball is going to jump up and show them why the ACC is the best conference in the country. Well, we'll have to see. Well, like I always say, that's why they play the games. At Lamar Sanders 87, which NFL team has had the best offseason so far? Got to be my Buffalo Bills. Uh, You look at adding LaShawn McCoy, adding Matt Castle. Now we're getting Charles Clay. I mean, you could not have scripted this offseason better for the Buffalo Bills. I think they've added talent in all the right places, and they've done it without having to give up draft picks. Well, I'm not sure how much a fan I am of the Charles Clay pickup. I don't see him as being much more than a marginal player, but I do think that they've had a really good offseason. I'd be inclined to agree with you, honestly, about having the best offseason. Now, in terms of free agency pickups and trades, the teams that make the biggest splash, a lot of times it doesn't pay off too much, but... You know, getting LaShawn McCoy, I think, is a really big thing for them. Matt Castle is a nice either backup plan or marginal starter. Signing Richie Incognito, I mean, the guy is kind of a head case, but he's really talented. And same thing with Percy Harvin. If Percy Harvin can get his shit together, he can be such a threat for any team to have. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about Percy. I mean, that's a great point. I also think I agree with you that, you know, sometimes it's the teams that don't make the big splash that have the best offseason. And I've seen a lot of talk about the Green Bay Packers just standing pat, getting back Randall Cobb, getting back Brian Bulaga. They've quietly had a really solid offseason, and and they're going to be a scary team. They always do. Yeah, the biggest, the scariest thing about the Green Bay Packers is they draft so well that all they have to do is re-sign their own guys, and they can do it at a cheaper deal. Alrighty, Adam is hitting at us via Facebook. Hey, could you guys do some kind of fantasy baseball breakdown? Which leads very nicely into our next tweet from at UC Renegade. Do you think Tanaka should be drafted in the first tier of pitchers this year? My answer to that is hell no. I love Tanaka. I'm a huge Yankees fan, 
but he is not one of the top tier pitchers in fantasy baseball. You cannot draft him up where you're drafting Clayton Kershaw, where you're drafting King Felix, where you're drafting Madison Bumgarner. You can't do it. Tanaka has too many injury concerns. He did win 13 games last year in just 20 starts, but coming off a UCL injury that he didn't have surgery to repair, I'm staying away from Tanaka. Wait till round eight or nine in your draft and pick him there. Make the safe bet on Tanaka. Okay, well then who would you look at in the first round? If I'm looking at first rounders, I'm looking at, obviously you want to be in a a position to draft Andrew McCutcheon. You want to be able to draft Mike Trout. Those are the bell cows this year in fantasy baseball. If I can't get one of those guys, I want to be able to get Jose Abreu. I want to be able to get Paul Goldsmith. I see them possibly contending for MVPs in their respective leagues. And if I can't draft in those first few picks, I want to draft a pitcher. I want one of those top-tier guys. I want Clayton Kershaw on my team. I want King Felix. I want a guy that's going to win 15 to 20 games. He's going to have an ERA in the low twos, and he's going to strike out 200 batters. Who do you think is the most overrated or underrated player going into this season? Uh, most overrated for me, it's definitely Edwin Encarnacion. He's, I've seen a lot of projections for him going in the first round and going high in the first round. I'm talking like four or five ahead of guys like Abreu, ahead of Carlos Gomez, ahead of some of these pitchers. And I'm just not doing it. I'm not taking some guy that's in his 30s and all of a sudden started hitting in a couple seasons. I think you can get the same value for Edwin Carnacion. You can get him in the second round and you can nab one of those pitchers I was talking about. Now, how about the most underrated players? It's pitching in general. You have to look this year at pitching because offense in this league is way, way down. We don't have those 40 home run guys anymore. They're not hitting 300. They're not knocking it out of the park. Go get pitching. That's how you're going to win your league. Stack up on those guys that are going to pitch to a 2.3 ERA and a 1.0 whip. Okay, okay. I hear you on that one. But let me ask you this. Which positions do you think have the most depth this season in fantasy? Well, I think first base for starters. Uh, That's one reason I'm really down on Edwin Carnacion because you have so much depth at first base. You can get Anthony Rizzo in the second round. You can get him late in the first round if you need to, if you have a deep league. There's just so many hitters at first base that you're going to get the same production out of them as you're going to get out of a guy you might nab in the first round. I also look at second base as someone that has the most depth as well. No power hitters there, but a lot of guys that can steal some bases. You definitely want to be looking at Jose Altuve. You want to look at Chase Utley. You want to look at Robinson Cano if you can get really good value because those guys are going to hit 300. They're going to knock in probably 50 runs, hit you 10 homers. And guy like Altuve is going to steal 50 bases. And one last question for our fantasy guru. Do you have any overall strategy tips for our listeners going into this season? Yeah, load up on the top tier pitching if you can. I mean, that's got to be where you win your league this year. You're not going to win with hitters. You're not going to win stacking up the guys like Ryan Braun that we used to be able to do even just four years ago. Load up on pitchers. That's the bottom line. Another thing that I'm seeing with a lot of fantasy baseball leagues is you can't get 12 guys together that want to do a league. So more than ever this year, I'm looking at DraftKings. I'm looking at playing these leagues where I can go in any night of the week and I can pick a different guy each time, look at the matchups, things that I love to do as a fantasy baseball player. So I'm going at DraftKings.com. I think our listeners should too. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings. It's America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports leagues. No season-long commitments. You don't need to have 12 guys. You can go in there. You play by yourself. You get the guys you want. Pick your sport. Draft your team. It's like a new league every time you play. Uh, So you're never stuck with the same players. Last year, $300 million were won at DraftKings.com, and you could be the next to win big. Go over to DraftKings. Enter promo code HAZARD to play for free. That's HAZARD for free. And enter now at DraftKings.com. Alrighty, thanks guys. We're going to take it to a quick break right now. On the other side, we will have the NFL and Sports Madness. HAZARD AUDIO. 
Hey yo, Johnny Five here, producer of Sports Appeal. And if you're interested in partnering up with the show or sponsoring, you can always reach out to us, shoot us a tweet, you'll know that, or you could reach out very directly. Hazardradio.audio at gmail.com, or you can call me. 516-770-7120. That's 516-770-7120. Let's get right back to the show. Welcome on back to the show. It is Sports Appeal, produced by yours truly, Johnny Five. We've got in the studio Matt Axelrod and filling in for Steve Gross, Matt Yost. We're going to be getting into sports madness in not too long. But first, let's dig right into the NFL. Ben Roethlisberger just signed a massive contract. I know you don't like it. I love it. I think it's a great deal for Ben Roethlisberger and also for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, for Roethlisberger, he enjoys having that $36 million signing bonus that he got. Uh, nice chunk of change to put in your pocket, but it also frees up a lot of cap room late in that contract so that when he's old and he's not as good, he's not costing the team money and they can go out and they can sink it into Antonio Brown. I think it's a fantastic deal for both. I mean, it is a well-structured contract for the team. I have to admit that, but just in terms of the total money guaranteed and Ben Roethlisberger is a great quarterback on the field. The things that he can do are some things that almost nobody else in the NFL can do. He's a great passer, but then he can also move the pocket and he does not get knocked down. He can just shake off guys left and right because he's so big and so strong. But he got a $65 million guaranteed contract, and that's too much for a guy who's 33 years old. It's just too much for a guy that age. He's going to start dropping off soon, I think. The team might end up regretting it towards the end of that contract. What if you look at his contract and you look at it in relation to, say, Joe Flacco's contract or Jay Cutler's contract? These guys are getting paid massive amounts of money. And they don't produce the way Ben does. I don't think anybody's contract should be judged on the standard of Jay Cutler or Joe Flacco's <laughs> contract. Both of those guys are horribly overpaid. No, you're right, but that's the quarterback position in the NFL. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to get a record deal. Andy Luck's going to get a record deal. It's the price you got to pay if you want a top 10 quarterback. And That raises some interesting questions for the future of the quarterback position, though, because it means more teams are going to be looking to draft a good quarterback and play the young quarterback as opposed to paying top dollar for one of these guys that then hamstrings the rest of the team. So our next story in the NFL is Tim Tebow. Looks like the Eagles, of course, Chip Kelly doing everything this offseason, kicked the tires on Tim Tebow and brought him in for a workout to see if he uh, could work. What do you think about Tebow? Is he getting back in the league? Tim Tebow's not getting back in the league. This is a total ploy. Kelly wants to trade Sam Bradford, and he wants there to be some pressure on Mark Sanchez. To do that, he brings in Tim Tebow. There's 0% chance that he's getting back in the league. The veteran combine wouldn't even let him show up to try out. Part of me says you're right, logically speaking. But then logically speaking, there's no way he should have won the games that he won. And yeah, I know he had a really good defense, but still, the fourth quarter comebacks and the drives that he engineered, all of a sudden when there's five minutes left in a game, he can pass the ball. And I don't know where it comes from, but all of a sudden he can play, and I loved watching it. I loved Tebow time. There, I said it. <laughs> Everybody loves Tebow time. Tebowing was the thing to do. It was the pre-planking planking, if you will. But Tim Tebow does not deserve to be in the NFL. 
And I'm going to defer to every other general manager in football who doesn't sign this guy to a contract. I just think that when a guy has the kind of record that he has, the last thing he did was beat Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers in the playoffs before finally coming up against a very good Patriots team and losing. He can't get a deal now. He can't get on a team at all. I think it's crazy. I think with a guy like that, even if you don't understand why he's winning, he's winning and some team needs to give him a shot to keep winning or not, and finally exhaust his time in the NFL the right way. Tebow beats Roethlisberger, ergo Tebow gets $65 million guaranteed money. <laughs> hey, hey, I never said that. I just said he should get a contract, vetman deal or whatever. All right, so let's talk about Chris Borland. I mean, this is a story that I really, it blows my mind. This guy has an up-and-coming star in the NFL, had a fantastic first season from everyone's account, and now he retires one year in the league. Yeah, in fact, he had a really stellar rookie season. He was a rookie of the week for two different weeks in a row. The NFC defensive player, not rookie, defensive player of the week uh, in week 11, and the defensive rookie of the month in November 2014. I mean, those are some great accolades for a rookie. The fact that he decided to retire after one year is really pretty shocking, and and it might say some bad things for the league in general. Yeah, I mean, do you think this is going to be a trend? Is this going to be something that players start doing now? The concussion worry is a big one, and that is why he decided to retire. And that's also why Sidney Rice, at the age of 27, decided to retire last year. I just got to say, I don't don't see it as a trend. The NFL is the premier sports league in this country right now, and for every Chris Borland out there, there's 100 guys that can be and want to be Chris. Chris Borland. There's 2,800 players going into training camps this year. One of them is going to step up and be Chris Borland. If he doesn't want to do it, somebody else will. I have all the respect in the world for him making a decision for his health and safety, but I just don't think it's going to be something that harms the NFL. I think it could be starting to become a trend. It's just too early to tell just yet. Matt, this is what I've been waiting for. This is why I came on the show. Are you ready for Sports Madness? Always ready for Sports Madness. Sports Madness. story in sports madness is Kobe Bryant and his loving to shoot the ball. The Lakers this season have played 66 games. Kobe Bryant is still the leader in shot attempts for the Lakers. He's only played in 35 games. So he's played in about half their games and is still taking more shots than anybody else. Mind-blowing. Kobe Bryant is who we thought he was. Yeah, yes he is. Now, the next story we got is Jameis Winston who is planning on not attending the NFL draft. If he does go as the first overall pick, he will be the first overall pick to not attend the NFL draft since 1994. Yeah, I call bullshit. He's going to be there. I mean, the draft is still a month and a half, two months away. This is just posturing. He just wants to make it seem like he's too good for the draft. I think he's going to be there. And you were saying before, you also don't think he's going to be the number one pick. What? I don't. I think he's going to go. I think Marcus Mariota is going to be the number one pick. All this nonsense about Mariota not having the personality, not having the fire. I think that's that's a load of crap. Look at what the guy's done on the field and look at what Jameis has done on the field. And off the field. If I was picking number one, I'm not comfortable picking Jameis Winston this year. I'm with you on the personality thing for Jameis Winston, especially off the field. But I've never heard people say Mariota doesn't have the fire. The biggest criticism I've heard about Mariota is that he plays in a system that's not tailored for the pros and he won't be able to make pro-level passes. That's the biggest criticism I've heard about him. That's just the dichotomy that you have right now because a lot of guys are saying that he throws the ball just like Aaron Rodgers threw the ball when he came out of Cal and he can learn. But you're right. I mean, he does play in a college-style offense. What happened with with Mariota is, like, last week he said, I don't think – it doesn't matter to me if I'm the number one overall pick in the draft. And I think what he was trying to say was that's not what he's focused on right now. 
He's just focused on going to a team that wants him. And the media took it out of context, and they said, look, this guy doesn't have the fire. Now, our last story in Sports Madness, there's only one perfect bracket left out of the 11 million submitted on ESPN.com, and they have Duke as their winner. So we'll see what happens on that one. This year, all everyone's brackets have been so trashed that ESPN had to do, they had to, like, on the fly, create a ESPN Tournament Challenge Second Chance Edition because <laughs> nobody is paying attention to their brackets anymore. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, everybody has trouble with the first round. There's always so many upsets, but this year especially has just been out of control. Alrighty, guys, you heard it right here on Sports Appeal. That is Matt, and that is Matt Yost right there, filling in for Steve Gross, who's sitting poolside right now. Steve, come on back. We look forward to seeing you next week. They'll be right here. Sports Appeal is available every week on Podbean.com, iTunes. Make sure you go there to subscribe. The Rivet News Radio app, the SportsMecca.com, WGT Radio, the Stitcher app. There's so many ways to jam, so there's no excuse not to. Get to it right now. You can always tweet at us and get on the tweet zone at the Sports Appeal. Our music is provided by Full Service, our studio band. All their music can be found on iTunes and Spotify. Go to their YouTube music channel. It's Full Service Music on there. We're produced by myself, Johnny Fott, powered by Hazard Audio, and the song taking us out right here, right now, is Freezing Dub from Full Service. We on the campus, looking where the plant this PA to jam a little double-double with our hands Freezing cold, and man, I can't stand it. I need some gloves and a big blanket. Not anxious, the takeover's been done. Just shaking in my hot tops, cause it's 31 degrees in this kind of a breeze. I can't feel my extremity. Hit him with a Nazi, Nazi Hit him with an ice cold freezing Hit him with a Nazi, Nazi Nazi In Oaktown, the van breaks down We play some ball in that ghetto playground Back in the boy world Swims the ocean seas It burns fuel like I burn calories The road long, the whale strong Twink is driving when something goes wrong. wrong yeah. Ah, shh, the wheel fell off. I'm feeling stressed and low starts to come.
Hazard Audio.